everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of Break the Ice. Mike Vogel here, joined by Sergey Gonchard, longtime Caps defenseman. Uh, it's alumni weekend. We have a lot of the guys in town and uh, happy and excited to, to have a chance to, to, to talk to a few of these guys. And Sergey, first off, welcome. It's, it's really great to see so many of you guys back here in, in Washington for this Thank weekend. You. Thank you, Mike. It's nice to be here. Yeah. And uh, you were drafted in the first round in, uh, by the Capitals back in 1992. Just wondering, I mean, the draft was so different in those days. And um, just your hockey history, were, were you, was, was it your intention as you were growing up? Or at what age were you aware of the NHL and, and wanting to, to maybe play in the NHL? Oh, it's a little different, uh, I think, than people uh, used to now. I mean, the, the different... Uh, than it is now because if you think about it when I was growing up there was no NHL uh, on Russian channels we only had a couple uh, channels that were broadcasting uh, local games right and uh, nobody ever left the country to play in NHL Mm -hmm. so you know it's existing but you don't really see the games you never dream about going there you're actually focusing more on making the local team and you know if you're good enough maybe play for national team and Olympic games and uh, I think uh, at the end of the 80s, when uh, countries start changing, few guys left. I mean, probably 91, right before I got, uh, got drafted, you know, a few more players left. So if you're thinking about that as a kid, you I mean, looking back, I, I never thought about it. I, I, I expect, you know, if I'm good enough, I'm going to make the local club. And then, you know, my dream was to play at the Olympics at some point. But, uh, you know, I was fortunate, I guess, uh, you know, the the situation changed we had ability to leave the country and uh you know and i got drafted and i moved here uh but growing up i never dreamed of any show and and how did you find out that the capitals had drafted you do you remember oh no this is another good story it's actually that was the first draft they uh one of the agents since the borders open up and you know people can travel free uh, freely so the agent put a group of players that he represented, and he took us to Montreal. Mm. Yeah, so a bunch of us flew over there, and uh, I was there at the draft. I mean, it was the first group ever who was uh, drafted, actually, and find out about it not by the telephone or actually being there. I was uh, at the draft uh, by myself, so it's how I find out. And I went through the few interviews. I met uh, a few clubs and uh, talked to them, so obviously... I I've uh, been interviewed by uh, Washington, and uh, yeah, it's probably Jack Button. <laughs> Jack back Button in those yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you uh, was that your first time to North America? No, we had a couple tournaments, tournaments. here. Yeah, yeah, prior to that, yeah. Um, so y- you you stayed back in Russia and played a couple more seasons mm-hmm. there, and then in ninety three ninety four you won a championship mm-hmm. with Dinamo. Mm-hmm. Come to North America to to play. Uh, Portland was in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Barry Trotz was coaching that yes. team there. And then you wind up winning the AH. You only played a couple of games, yes. but still yep. uh, Calder Cup champion. Yep. I mean, you win a championship in, in Dinamo and then come right over to the United States yes. and uh, Calder Cup. That had to be a pretty eventful season for you. Yes, yes, it was. It was a very unique experience. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Jack Bajan and the and the guys because I think it was really helping me to adjust to the, you know, to the hockey in North America because uh, the 
way we were practicing in Russia was a little different. You know, the intensity is much higher uh, during the practices here back then. So when I got here, you know, even I didn't play as many games, I was actually still have a chance to skate with the guys, see how it's going to be to make sure when the next season started, you know, I, I knew what to expect and uh, I knew uh, how to prepare myself. So I think that that experience was great, not only from winning standpoint, which is um, awesome, but also, you know, recognize and be more professional, recognize what's coming and be more professional in the preparation for the next uh, next season. And y- you mentioned the next season and then there's a lockout in the NHL. So mm-hmm. you're playing in Portland to start that season and just wondering what that experience was like living in in the Portland area and and playing there and finally getting getting started and how was the adjustment to like you said very different mm-hmm. uh, styles in practice mm-hmm. and everything and also the, the, the narrower yeah. ice and yeah. you know more physical game yeah, yeah no no it helped me a lot big time i i think it was awesome once again i, I loved the experience it was a really close uh, group of uh, Guys, uh, so it was very uh, close group of guys. I, I love every minute of it. Uh, Trotsky was our coach. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. He helped me uh, to uh, make adjustment to North America. He took me home for a few dinners. You know, guys obviously took me out. I didn't speak much English. I tried to communicate as much as I could. I took some uh, English lessons. So uh, I think it was a really good experience for me. Uh, you know, meeting the players that I uh, played with, some of them in the future, and in uh, in Washington, already, uh, and uh, in the same time, you know, it makes me uh, give me, you know, usually one way or another, you you taking some time to adjust, right? And it's a little harder in NHL. The games are, you know, more intense. So I think being there, having that kind of a. Uh, that's uh, the period of time before NHL when you're playing there. I mean, as a young kid, you don't like it. You think like, oh, I'm ready for NHL. I want to be there. But now I'm older and looking back, and I think it's probably one of the better things that happened to me. You know, because if you're jumping right in and something is not going well, then you start losing your confidence. You're thinking about that too much. But when you had some experience there, you play at that level, you know what to expect. Then you're making the next step higher uh, on a higher level. So I think from that standpoint of view, it was a great, great experience for me. And and you, I think in your your uh, your last season in Russia, you played something like forty four games, and then the two games in mm-hmm. Portland, and then that lockout year, you wound up playing I think ninety nine games altogether between Portland and coming up to Washington after the lockout ended, and then playing mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And like you said, Barry Trotz, great coach, great mm-hmm. guy. Yep. Um, he was a defenseman when when he played, and then you come up to Washington, and Jim Schoenfeld is mm-hmm. the coach, another guy mm-hmm. who was a, who was a defenseman. Um, but when you got to Washington, that was a really good defense that was mm-hmm. here. There was Sylvain Cote, uh, Mark Tenorti, Joe Ricci, Callie Johansson, a lot of really good defensemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Witt was was here soon after too. Um, but you 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 broke in pretty seamlessly. You were a, a really good player right from the start what made you so effective so soon in in your career because that the first full season you were here you scored 15 goals and you were pretty good defensively too I think it's what I was telling you about you know like I was uh, able to prepare myself uh, you know when I came over at the end of the season so I was uh, you know working out a little differently here I came to the North America earlier uh, I spent almost all summer here before that uh, training camp, uh, so that helped me uh, to really be ready for what's coming. 
And then when I went to the farm team, once again, you, you're getting into the rhythm. You start playing, you know, the game after game, you know. And uh, I had a good start there. Uh, you know, I've been playing a lot. I mean, the, the longer I played, I think I played more and more minutes. So I felt like this was a great, you know, preparation for me, great uh, opportunity for me to prepare myself and uh, to play in NHL. And I think uh, this is the reason why I had a good start when the uh, season started again. Did you have any defense partners uh, that, that were maybe older, more experienced, that, that helped you along the way, either in Portland or Yeah, or yeah, there were, the defense corps, I think, was all older, and uh, they, they were older. And uh, I, I probably wouldn't point out that one guy was, you know, teaching me or something, because they all, mm-hmm. as a group, they all helped me. You know, I we had a good group of guys, uh, we've been together not only on the ice but off the ice so they 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 helped me to adjust and uh, you know feel comfortable over there what went into how, how did you manage to to learn english because i don't remember that there were a lot of i mean i think dima may have been here a little bit during during some of that time that you were mm-hmm. here early but i don't think that there were a lot of russian players around in those days no no but uh peter speaks uh, russian so Michael Pionka speaks uh, Russian. I mean, he understands more mm-hmm. than he speaks uh, back then. And Dmitry was traded. I mean, he was here for a short time, yeah. and he got traded. I believe it's actually helped me not to have any people around me uh, because, you know, you're forced to, you know, speak, and even you don't know how you're trying, you're trying and trying, and eventually you figure it out. So I had a dictionary with me most of the time. You know, I was looking up those words, uh, when I was in Portland, I had a teacher that she was uh, meeting me uh, once or twice a week, depends on the schedule, and you know. And uh, but I think that the the, the best uh, thing for the person, at least in my experience, is that when nobody's around and you have to, mm-hmm. and you have to remember, <laughs> I not only didn't uh, speak uh, English, I also came from another country, not only from another country, but from another setup. Like we didn't have that uh, credit card system. We didn't. You know, I'm saying like when I was yeah. receiving my salary, it was cash delivered to the locker room. I put my signature and they give me my salary. There is no banking, no credit card, nothing from that standpoint. So it was like I had to open up my own bank account, buy a car. So all that stuff was new to me. And, you know, you don't speak much English. You have to do it yourself. So I think this is something that uh, people not thinking about it. But I guess, you know, if you look back, a lot of people coming from our country yeah. was adjusting in the same way, similar way. Yeah, because Peter and Michael had to do the same, same thing, thing yeah. and Michael defected too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there was nobody with the with the organization at, at that time who would, you know, help you guys with bank accounts or finding a place to live or, or anything like no, that. No, no, they they help in that sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know it's it's very similar to what uh, they have now. Yeah, I mean, okay. The guys coming in, <laughs> you know, finding the place, you know, finding out yeah. which neighborhood to go to. I mean, there was a, a, a real estate agent, you know, they direct you to. But beside that, the rest of it you have to do on your own. Even like writing the checks, <laughs> paying yeah. for your apartment, it's it's not similar, but not same back home. You know, when I was growing up, so. And you you kept um, producing year after year. You had a couple of twenty goal seasons. Um, I'm going to talk about ninety seven, ninety eight when when Ron Wilson, Tim Army, Tim Tim Hunter came in to as the coaching staff here. And I think did you start that season in in Lada 
was was that a contract? Yes, I think situation? it was. Yes, 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 it was. So your the the interesting thing about your career was that you had several years in the league before the salary cap, mm-hmm. and then several years after the salary cap mm-hmm. too. And and I do remember that you you held out the the ninety seven ninety eight, and then there was another year, maybe two or three years later, where you signed maybe just a couple of days before the mm-hmm. start of the season. What was that like in those days to before the salary cap where you had to, you know, I'm sure you had an agent, but, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you got paid what mm-hmm. you were worth because, I mean, at a young age, you were one of the better defensemen in the NHL at that time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's something that you hope not to go through. You know, you don't want to miss uh, any time in the training camp. You want to be there since day one to make sure you're not behind. But uh, I, I guess it's a part of the business. You know, if you think about it, uh, our career is very short. And, you know, you have to uh, try, you're trying to make as much as you can to provide for your family. So that's something that you aware that might happen. But when it's happening, obviously, it's, uh, you know, it's not, not something that you want to do. So, but in that time, I mean, my agent, we sat down and we, you know, talked about it. And uh, we thought it's a best way to get what we feel it was uh, fair you know and yeah it's and I want to keep myself in shape so I end up going to Russia and start playing there so just for that reason I want to make sure that when a season started I will come back and uh, you know I'm doing well and I think you missed five games came back had a good season but then you guys that year finally in in the playoffs get past the first round Mm -hmm. get into the second round go all the way to the cup final and I think you well, you led all defensemen in, in goals in, in those playoffs, and I think you were third in scoring. You actually had more goals in the playoffs that year than you Big had season, in the yeah. regular season. But what what are your memories of that 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 cup run? Because it was so much fun, and it was, it was really magical. You go through Boston and then Ottawa and then Buffalo mm-hmm. and um, all the way to the final against the Detroit team yeah. that was obviously won their second in a row, and – I feel like if that had gone differently, maybe in game two or so, that you you guys were right there. Yeah, no, got swept, but those games were close. Close. I agree with you. I agree with you. There was a couple of them that we were so close that uh, you know we would have a little more luck. We probably can you know have a different series. Uh, no, it was a great run. I mean, Oli was playing great for us. I thought that uh, we got together as a group at the right time and the right moment. You know, we we. Uh, it's very important before they play off, you know, playing to play your best hockey, and I think it's what happened to us. You know, we start playing well, uh, not maybe flash and fancy, but the right way, the playoff hockey, and we continue through the playoff. And as I said, Oli was there for us when we need him at the right time, and it's why we had that, uh, you know, run. And you had a couple other, I thought, pretty good teams there that, that had chances to to go on runs that, that, that they never quite mm-hmm. happened. And then, obviously, the year of 2003-2004 was a very difficult season all around here where uh, pretty early on Steve Conowalchuk gets traded and then just kind of like one after the other. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it, it was a really hard season for a lot of us here mm-hmm. just watching all of you guys say, saying goodbye to everyone. You get traded to Boston there, um, I think, in February of – of oh four and and um you know you went on to a, a great career and finally won the Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh. What what was that experience like after you'd been in the league for well more than ten years yeah. by that point to finally be able to to hold that that cup up over your head and have your name engraved it's on a, it? It was a 
great feeling, great satisfaction. I think like when you're getting to the league and you're young, you, you don't realize how hard it is. And I think when you've been in the league for so long uh, and you didn't, you know, only got there maybe tw- uh, I was, yeah, I played in the finals twice actually, 98 and then yeah. a year right before we won a cup. So, and you there, you feel like you're close and then, you know, you miss that opportunity. So, yeah, it was great pleasure. It was, uh, uh, as I said, as a kid, I didn't real, uh, I didn't dream about playing in NHL and winning the Stanley Cup. But when it happened, you know, you understand what you've done in your life. And it actually strike me even more when we were uh, doing the parade in Pittsburgh. And I think it was like 200 people show up and then, you know, you're driving through and you see all those fans and they've been waiting for it and they're crying and, you know, some of them crying, yelling, screaming, they're so happy and then you recognize it's what you've done, not, for, not only for yourself, but for the city, for the team, for the organization. It was a great feeling. And, you know, you played in Ottawa, played in Montreal, Dallas. Uh, you played until you were 40 years old. What what was that like um, playing t- t- I mean, you're still, for a lot of that time, still playing over 20 minutes a night, too, mm-hmm. until the, the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. What did you do to stay effective, to, to stay in the league, as far as training and, and such? Did you adjust at all? Yes, you're constantly adjusting. You know, I start doing more yoga, you know, swimming, you know, change my workouts a bit, do more uh, recoveries. Uh, you off, you have to look after your diet, what you're eating, how much you're sleeping. Yeah. There is more stretching you're doing to make sure you know you're ready when you're going on the ice. All those little things that uh, uh, you feel like they may be not as important when you're younger. You feel like everything happened naturally, and you feel like I, I'm okay. I'm just gonna go there and you know and do my thing. Uh, when you're getting older, you recognize you know it's actually. Your body needed. Your body needed to make sure that uh, when you're stepping on the ice, you're fully ready. So I think this is, uh, you know, kind of uh, you learning that from your career uh, through the process when you're growing up and how to become professional. When you're getting older, you you know, you are professional. You you're doing more professional things than 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 you do when you're younger. So I think this is the main thing for me. Always, you know, to keep myself in shape, work out. You're working out maybe not as hard, but you do it more often. All that stuff, all the adjustments you make on the way, and then it pays off at the end of your career. I think it's pretty cool, too, that when you started here in Washington, Mark Tenorti was your teammate, mm-hmm. and then your your last year in Montreal, Jared Tenorti, Mark's son, was, was your teammate. And then he was in Pittsburgh. I was coaching him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I wanted to ask you about that, too. Like, at what point during your career did you think – I might I might want to go into coaching. Is I think you did three years with Pittsburgh as an assistant coach. How did that mm, all come about? I don't think I was planning to do so. I was at Pittsburgh uh, on the tryout contract. You know, at my last year, was, uh, I stay. Uh, so, and then I didn't make the team. But uh, the at the meeting after they told me that uh, you know I'm not going to make a team, they t- they said that like, we really want you to come back and be a coach. So, and it was kind of surprised to me because I didn't see it coming. And uh, I wasn't sure if I want to do it because I know how tough it is to be coach and travel and spend yeah. time on the road. And but my wife told me that, uh, you know, you've been on the road all your life and, you know, you've been around the game for so long. You should, you know, 
try to stay in a special opportunity is so good so and then they give me that schedule like my uh when i was you know spending time sometime at home and joining the team when i when i could so that was a very unique setup so it was kind of helped me they helped me a lot to adjust my uh, from my uh, playing career to the coaching career so it was kind of a very unique and very nice offer by pittsburgh and it helped me to made a transformation but uh, i didn't really plan to do so it just kind of happened naturally what are some of your best memories about being here in, in dc back in your playing days maybe on the ice off the ice uh, I would say going to the uh, Stanley Cup finals, it was, uh, you know, one of the, probably the greatest memories that I have, uh, playing that uh, very long game, which went to the, what, four overtimes? Against Pittsburgh. <laughs> Against yeah. Pittsburgh was something. <laughs> the Peter Nedved <laughs> Yeah, Peter Nedved goal, yeah. It was something, and then, uh, you know, I did, yesterday was actually in a cab driving and going from um, Reagan, uh, airport to the hotel I, I i used to live in alexandria so i used to you know drive the same routes through the same bridge and it brought a lot of memories just you know outside of the game i, I recognize uh, uh, how nice the city is and it's become better it's, uh, it seems like to me the city has got uh, more parks and you know it's a beautiful city i i just i remember how much time i spent here and how much i like it and and now I feel like it's city got even better, and I like it even more. What um, what are you doing these days, and w- where are you living? I live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've been there since I uh, signed a contract with them. My family stayed there when I moved to Montreal, when I was traded to Montreal, and they are uh, in Dallas uh, full-time. My oldest daughter going to SMU. My youngest is in school there. SMU just around the corner from us, so we very happy there I have a bunch of friends now and you know so it's become a hometown for us that's great great yeah. to hear thanks thanks to Sergey Gonsar for spending some time with us today it was really great to see you and really great to catch up and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend look forward to spending some time with you tonight too thank you for having me guys yeah.